Welcome to Creative Chemistry with Cosine, a podcast designed to help chemistry teachers break chemistry down step by step while using illustration to make your lessons more memorable and easier for students to learn. Let's get started. So why is it that when a large portion of your students bomb a test, it's not necessarily because they didn't understand that material? It's because they didn't understand significant figures or somehow it just melted out of their brains. Sometimes it feels like you're sitting there and you're grading papers on the couch and they're covered in red. And it's not from your Merlot, it's from your pen. So how do we teach significant figures and make the case to students that, yes, this is going to last all year long? Okay, so I asked myself this question many, many times and after many frustrating conversations, and I came up with a different method of teaching significant figures. So I'd like to share that with you today. Uh, And basically it rests on the idea that there are different types of zeros and has to do with specifics. Okay, so in today's episode, we're going to talk about four different types of zeros. And this is a little bit different than anything you'll find on Pinterest or Google. So let's start with the first type. The first type is a sandwich zero. The second type is a trailing zero with a decimal. The third type is a trailing zero without a decimal. And the last type of zero is a leading zero. Let's let's go through these one by one and talk about why they're different. So your sandwich zeros are always significant. And you can you can tell your students that these are significant because they, they have meaning. They are specific. So 402 was measured to be exactly 402. It's not just kind of like ballparked. No one is going to ballpark 402. And so you can tell students that those zeros are sandwiched together. That zero is sandwiched together by two significant numbers. And it's it's important. It is specific. It's a specific number. Uh, the next one is trailing zeros with a decimal. So a lot of times when we teach significant figures, we talk about uh, trailing zeros. But we don't differentiate between with a decimal and without a decimal. So that's why I've broken these up into categories and that's what's made all the difference with my students. So when there's a trailing zero with a decimal, it's significant. And I tell my students, okay, this number, so say it's 3.00, this is significant. Somebody measured this three out to two decimal places. So it is exactly three. Okay, so that's why there's three significant digits there, because it was specifically 3.00, not just, ah, I I ate about three M&Ms. No, it was 3.00, you know, we can go with centimeters, whatever you want to go with. Then, so, so those are significant. So then you would move to the third type of significant figure, which is trailing zeros without a decimal. And so these, this one's insignificant. And I tell this to students and say, okay, it's insignificant because the zeros are just kind of trailing off because I say this number has been ballparked or guesstimated and it's not been measured specifically. So someone went out and said, oh yeah, there's about 3000 people in that stadium. You know, something like that. You're, you're, you're estimating, you're guesstimating, you're ballparking a number. 
And that's why I, I use this word specific to explain this to the students. The last type, the fourth type of zero that you're going to talk about is a leading zero. The leading zero is, is insignificant. And you're going to tell this to students that it's insignificant. I like to use the analogy that it's leading the other numbers on with no good intentions. And you can really run with this analogy with your students. But the leading zeros have nothing specific about them. So you're, you're using this word specific to really define zeros and it, it helps make the idea stick with your students. This leading zero contributed nothing. It's 0 0.07, okay? It, it's not telling you how specific anything is. You can't tell if it was ballparked or not. It's a placeholder. So it could have been ballparked or it could have been measured exactly, but you don't know because you have to have it there because it's a placeholder. Anytime you're explaining this to students, it makes so much more sense to them if you use it within the connotation of measuring and being specific. How, how much wiggle room was there in that number when it was measured? And that's going to make all the difference in the world for your students in this lesson. So if you want to read about this, you can click on the link in the show notes. There, uh, there's a blog post on that explains exactly how to teach this, and it's got images that go along with this. I think it's super powerful if you can draw this out, or you can use the images in my blog post for your students to show them what it means to be specific or to be significant or to be insignificant with the significant figures. So the biggest part of it is using that word specific so that they know how things are being measured and how they aren't being measured. I do want you to take note that when students get stuck, it's not necessarily when they see all of these things individually, but when they see them together. So Take a second, and when you're teaching this, label this for your students. So if you have a number like 0 0.5040, put that up on the board and then label it for them. Okay, that first zero all the way to the left, that's a leading zero. Label it as a leading zero for your students. Tell them it's insignificant. It's just holding a place. Yeah, sure, it, it is probably measured that specifically, but we don't know for sure. The middle zero, the one between the five and the four, that's a sandwich zero. It's significant. All the way to the right, that last zero, that's a trailing zero with a decimal. So it's significant because it was this number was specifically measured. Using the language like that really helps your students see what's going on and understand why this is important. It's important because it's conveying how specific and how much wiggle room and how much rounding there was. That's so important when we're working in any scientific field. If you like that labeling activity, I have a worksheet in my store called Labeling Significant Figures. You can look it up in my TBT store cosine or check out the link in the show notes to use this activity with your students. Uh, I do have some color coding activities, but this one's labeling and it's super helpful no matter if you're teaching honors chemistry, just a, a regular track chemistry or fundamentals chemistry class. Give that a shot. So thank you for joining me today. I hope this lesson has been really helpful for you. And if you have learned a lot from this podcast, would like it to continue and would like to let me know what kind of episodes you would like to hear. I'd love to get a review about the podcast. So thanks for your time and I'll see you next Monday.
So are we pen pals yet? I'd love to know that I'm not just trying to educate the closet. So sign up for my free product line sampler so I can send you a personal message and get you the freebie. Talk to you Monday.